Hello, welcome to Women of Substance. Today we have a very special guest, Pastor Brenda Thomas, and she and her husband, Mark Thomas, pastor in San Francisco in the Bay Area. They've been in ministry 41 years at the same church, and uh, uh, it's called Heart of the Bay Christian Center. And so um, she has a book that we'll talk about as well. And Pastor Brenda also will be teaching at Kindle the Flame, and this is at Rama Bible uh, Training College, Tulsa, Oklahoma, actually Broken Arrow, and it's uh, September the 28th through the 30th, so it's coming up pretty pretty soon, and it's always a tremendous time with uh, women's ministry, women being ministered to so powerfully there, and she's been a, a speaker there quite a few times, but she's also going to be speaking this year. So make plans to attend that as well. I've known Brenda for many years and have admired her greatly. The first time I ever had a meeting with her was in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and up there at Mac and Lynn Hammond's church. And I thought we were going to rapture. It was so, I mean, it was just such an anointed, amazing meeting. And uh, we talk a little bit about that on this podcast, but I want her to inspire you because Brenda is uh, has so much life, but really, I believe the life of the Spirit of God in her. And you'll see that uh, many people uh, talk about the joy that she walks in and uh, ministers by joy. And really, we're supposed to be joyful people. And so um, I hope you catch that from her today, the joy of the Lord as well. She has a great sense of humor <laughs> and, and a passion for the Lord. So be blessed and remember to tell others about the podcast that might need some joy today. God bless you as you watch it. Hello and welcome to Women of Substance. I have a very special guest today. Many of you know her, I'm sure. Pastor Brenda Thomas. Hey, Brenda. Hi. Oh, I'm real excited to be with you. Well, I'm so Such thrilled that you agreed because um, I've admired you through the years. Um, I remember our first meeting together that we preached in um, Minneapolis. Oh That's do you remember right. at Becky Lynn Hammond's church? I do. Wow. Now, that that was a few years ago. <laughs> I think it was in the 90s, you know. If oh, I'm... it had to be. I, I think both of all of our children were small. I do remember yes. that. <laughs> That's for sure. And I, it's so, oh, it's such a glorious time. And oh, I, remember yes. what, I remember what you ministered on. Really? Do you remember? <laughs> uh, do I remember? No, probably something along joy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was such a joyful meeting, wasn't it? But you yeah, being addicted to the ministry of the Lord. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I do remember now. Yay. I oh, yeah. That message. It just, you know, Sometimes it, it seems like just yesterday when you when you're in the presence of the Lord like that. Yeah. Here it is, you know, decades ago. But <laughs> I appreciate your ministry so much. Well, and thank you. Just the, the joy that you bring to others and the, the boldness and the power of the Holy Spirit, you know. Just thank you. So Praise the Lord. Well, that that's totally um, I'm sure we'll talk about it a little bit later, but you know, I've loved Jesus all of my life for sure and got filled with the holy spirit when i was 11 and that's just yeah. always been a real pull in my heart to, for people to understand how awesome it is to be filled with the holy spirit 
and not just, you know, speak in tongues once, but to enjoy the lifestyle that a spirit-filled believer should be walking in. And uh, yeah, and joy. Joy is just, I love the scripture over in Acts 13, 52 that says that the disciples were filled with the Holy Spirit and with joy. So (laughs) I I like, I think it was probably Mark Hankins that said, you can't get any sad Holy Ghost. So (laughs) (laughs) absolutely. It's so true, isn't it? Yeah. And um, you now, did you get filled with the Holy Ghost at home or at church or? No, um, I grew up in rural Oklahoma, small town, about an hour outside of Paulston, a real good little Pentecostal church. And every summer we went to either kids camp or youth camp. So it was the first summer that I went to youth camp. I was getting ready to go into seventh grade, I believe, and had a glorious experience at the altar there at that old youth camp in the Arbuckle Mountains of Southern Oklahoma. Got filled with the Holy Ghost. And and then I always like to say Holy Ghost and far, far, far. (laughs) (laughs) And I've been lit ever since. (laughs) Oh, yes. Why not, right? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I was so thrilled to to hear about the Holy Spirit because I didn't really hear anything about that until I was 17. But I was, thank God I was 17. Yeah, that's young. Yes. But I just thought, why hasn't anybody told me about this? <laughs> this is the greatest thing that ever happened. <laughs> yeah. So you were filled with the Holy Spirit at age 17. Yeah. Oh, that's young, too. Look at us Pentecostal girls. We've been doing this for a while, huh? <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. So um, for our listeners, of course, if you don't, if you're not familiar with Brenda, she and her husband, Mark, Pastor, Heart of the Bay Christian Center, and it's in the San Francisco Bay area. So today yeah. she's in California. I'm in Florida. And thank God yeah. for this wonderful technology, you know. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. y'all have been pastoring that church for 41 years. Yeah. My husband, um, Mark and I, we actually met at Rama at Rama Bridal College back in the day when we went. <laughs> we met. And uh, we were the first class out at the campus that they have now. We graduated in 1977, got married right uh, July right after we graduated. And then we did spend some time in, uh, well, we worked at the ministry for like a year and a half or so. And then we went to Minnesota and we helped pioneer and start many churches there with uh, Apostle Jim Caseman. That was quite an experience. But, you know, being from, Oklahoma. My husband was from Minnesota, so he didn't mind the winters. I kind of was crying out to God for mercy. (laughs) (laughs) It is so cold up there, isn't it? It is. The first winter that we were there, um, I got pregnant, and Mark had gone to preach somewhere, and we were living in someone's lake home, and I looked out the window and these trucks were driving out there setting up ice houses on the lake it was so cold and that lake was so frozen and I remember calling my dad that was the only time that I really lost it and I'm crying I'm like daddy they're putting trucks on this on this lake out here it's so cold but anyway we we ended up we were there for like four years helping uh, Tim Caseman do like I said start churches and then it was really a divine connection that the Lord brought us 
to the San Francisco Bay Area. Wow. Through just, you know, Mark came out here and God divinely connected him with the group of people that needed a pastor. Think of that. Mm -hmm. And uh, our first Sunday here was July 4th, 1982. I know. I said we started off in a blaze of glory. It was a firecracker of a service and and we've been going ever since. <laughs> That's so we're thankful. Story. Yes, supernatural divine connections. Thank God for it. For yeah. sure. Praise Amen. God. And y'all had just been married. Well, you were you're married now 46 years. So it wasn't that yes. long of a span. Yeah. Yeah. We'd been married exactly every time we have a and our our uh Wedding anniversary is July 22nd. Our church oh. anniversary is July 4th. So yeah. it's like five years apart every year. So we we celebrate celebrate big time Good. in July, both milestones. But That's yes, it's been it's been a journey for sure. <laughs> but God has been very faithful, and we're yeah. thankful. I know it. Well, I know it's such a wonderful church and vibrant and full of the life of God and. You know, it's so important, isn't it, just to have a yes. local church where people can go and be ministered to every week. That's that continual right. feeding of the That's Word right. of God and the Spirit of God. Um, and you also have written a book called Making the Most of Your Meltdown. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <Tell us> that. <laughs> well, that's my one and only book. But the, the title of that book actually came from an experience. Would you like to hear the story? Yes, and see how, <laughs> how you're a pastor. You may really appreciate this story. <laughs> so <laughs> every year we have an annual church picnic. And I always try to impress people with my cooking ability. So we'd ask people to bring like one dish. Well, you know, I'm going to be the perfect pastor's wife. So I always made like three dishes. So it was uh, Friday night before our church picnic, and um, I am pretty famous for my chocolate chip cookies. So I thought, mm. okay, I'll make this batch of chocolate chip cookies so everybody will give me high praises at the picnic. <laughs> Let's just be honest, you know. So, <laughs> so I put them in this huge Tupperware container. I'm getting ready to go to bed, and it was this was years ago. Our oldest, our youngest son was still at home, and I thought I better hide these cookies from him. And then I saw a little ant on the counter, and I don't know why, but I remembered this growing up on a farm that my mom always said, if, if you want to hide a dessert from it, the ants, put it in the oven. I put it in my oven, and I went to bed. Well, the next morning, I thought, okay, now I'm going to make the baked beans. I'm going to do a ham. So what do you got to do? You got to preheat your oven. Uh -oh. And I'm not particularly a morning person, and so I turn on the oven. And I start smelling something, still clueless. And I'm like, what is that horrible smell? We live in California. Don't these people know you can't burn your garbage in the backyard? You can't burn plastic because it smelled like plastic burning. And then I turn around after a long time and uh, see that my oven, there's sparks all over the place. My cookies are on fire. And my husband happened to be, he came downstairs. He smelled it too, but he had no clue. He's like, what's that horrible smell? I don't know. Somebody's burning something they shouldn't. So he's sitting on the couch talking to Tony Cook, of all people. And when I discovered what was happening, I said, oh, my cookies. 
And Mark says to Tony, I have to go down. I have to hang up. Brenda's burning the kitchen down. So he <laughs> hangs up and I had a fit of carnality and I started blaming the picnic. You know how we blame stuff. I'm like, that dumb picnic. Look what it's done now. It's ruined my oven. I hate the picnic. I never liked the picnic. I don't like going and watching guys play sports and ah, all this. <laughs> So my husband did what any good husband would do. He said, oh, yeah. And then I added a stop to my foot and said, I'm not going to the picnic. I don't have my cookies. I'm not going. And so he said, well, I have to go. I'm the pastor. So he did what any good uh, husband would do when his wife is having a fit of carnality. He said, I'm going to go buy pies. So he left, left me there in my state of frustration. And a few minutes later, Tony Cook calls back and he's like, Brenda, is everything okay? Mark said you were burning the kitchen down. <laughs> and I said, no, it's not okay. So then I proceeded to tell him, well, Tony Cook has, he's like your husband. He, he has very witty, great <laughs> sense of humor. <laughs> and He's trying not to laugh on the phone. And I could hear in his voice, he's holding back laughter. And then I said, oh, Tony, I know you think it's funny. Just go ahead and laugh. So he said, well, this is what I would do. I would make a sermon out of it and call it making the most of your meltdown. <laughs> so, so he actually gave me the title oh, for amazing. the book. And I did. Preach a sermon on it and out of it, really. You know, God takes any kind of situation that we let him use in our life. Yeah. And he used something that looked like it was a disaster. <laughs> and he actually turned it around and he gave me like the book. The message of this book is really God is a master at fixing any disaster. Oh. And he will restore and make better than right. before. So out of it, I got a new oven and we had like a $250 deductible. So I'm telling the story at the church a couple of Sunday nights later. And, you know, I was over my carnality and was rejoicing. I was going to get a new oven. And this lady came up to me afterwards and she said, how much did you say your deductible was? I said, oh, like $250. Handed me a check and said, God said he doesn't want you to pay for any of this mistake that he is restoring everything to you. So here's the deductible. So anyhow, the book's full of stories like that. Oh, that is wonderful. Praise For God. Sure. Yes. Thank God that he does do that. He takes yeah. things that, you know, we think are a huge mistake and yeah. he can, and, or a test that maybe we've gone through and he can turn that around and build a strong testimony out of yes. it. For sure. So true, Brenda. And yes. and people that uh, I think you said something on your bio or something about you having joy, you can have joy all the way through, regardless of the situation. Yes. And that right. will be your strength through throughout. That's right. That and, is right. And not not it won't always be emotional because <laughs> emotional No. You, know, you might not feel it, but but um it can come out of your heart. And that's absolutely well, we know that joy isn't based on situations yeah. or circumstances. Joy right. is a spiritual force. And that that really is a strong suit, I guess, of how the Lord 
uses me. Mark, a few years ago, gave me the name, the Joy Lady from Hayward. And it's not like, you know, every time I preach, preach on joy or anything, but I've been privileged, you know, speak at some women's conferences across the nation, even in a couple in other nations. And yeah. it just seems like that is really, it really is such a need because, you know, people lose, get tempted to lose their joy, then they're not going to have their strength because Nehemiah 10, the joy of the Lord yeah. is our strength. And we need that strength to run our race and to yeah. finish our course. And we're going to finish our course with joy. Amen. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. It really does. It, it makes such a difference. And I, I had the Lord tell me one time when I was going through something, he said, yeah. don't throw a temper tantrum right now because you're going to embarrass yourself when all this works out. <laughs> you, you know, That's correct. Say, wow, I threw a tenter, temper tantrum and it wasn't, <laughs> you know, I didn't even need to do that, you know, because he yeah. was already at work. And yeah. So yeah. I thought about that before I thought, you know, I'm just going to rejoice because I know this. I know the end from the beginning here. And I know That's what right. God's going to do. Absolutely. <laughs> but, you Absolutely. know, we, we, you know, we have had more experience than others. And some some of the younger maybe women that are watching, they might not have had the experience. And sometimes when I know when I was young and went through some pretty traumatic and, and you know, a lot of trauma. Yeah. Um, I didn't think I was going to make it. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't have the, I, I knew from the word that, you know, he brought people through and thank God right. gleaned right. from that. But I hadn't had the personal experience of God bringing you through horrible, horrible situations. And yes. so I want to encourage, you know, Brendan, I want to encourage you if you're listening today yes. and you're in a yeah. tough, tough place that God can do it. He can bring you through he will. and he bring will. you out of it. Absolutely. And, you know, again, another story that happened to me, and I know you definitely have faced some issues in your life, but um, my mother, my precious little Pentecostal mother, she got uh, sick and she actually, it was on my 21st birthday that she had surgery and we're told that it's terminal cancer. Mm -hmm. And uh, she ended up dying that January. Mm -hmm. And that was in uh, 1960. 76. Yeah. And I had already been thinking about going to Rhema and thinking, you know, going to a school where they preach healing and faith. And it was pretty new to me, actually. And I was just ready to back off and to throw up my hands and say, you know, I was believing God the best I knew how. And my mom was believing God and she died. So this, you know, this doesn't work. That faith stuff just doesn't work. And I think when we're in the midst of something like that, it's real easy to even start questioning God and like, sure. why all the whys? That come? Yeah. Why did this happen to my mom? Why did this happen to me? But I remember I was uh, 21, but still young, yeah. but I laying across my bed and crying out to God. And he said, you don't have to know all of the answers right now. Just receive the comfort, you know, that your mom is with me. And it is my plan and it is my will that you go to Rama and you go this year and that your answers will be there. And I remember sitting in class one day and Dad Hagen started talking about when his sister had passed away. And, you know, then he he got caught up to heaven and he saw her talking mm-hmm. to the Lord. <clears throat> and then she turned around to him and said, don't feel bad. 
that you couldn't pray the prayer of faith for me. There are reasons. And the Lord basically told him to shelf it. Just put it on the shelf and don't go there in your thought life anymore. And I feel like maybe there's even some people watching today that they have faced that kind of a situation that, you know, there was something horrible that happened either to them or a loved one and maybe a premature death of a loved one. And it it just, it can gnaw at you and it can make you question. But if you'll just put it on the shelf and say, Lord, the secret things belong unto you. That was the scripture that that Hagen used. And I was able to do that. And then the other thing about me being at Rhema at that time, there was only one year of Rhema. And God orchestrated that I be there that time and um, they didn't own the apartments across the street then, but which they do now. But I moved into an apartment, an upstairs apartment. You may know Pam Johnson. Pam Johnson oh, yeah. was my roommate. Rhema yeah. connected us. And when I moved in, they said, there's a young man that moved in downstairs. He doesn't have any furniture. We didn't notice a car or anything. Maybe <laughs> you should check on him. Well, like I said, I grew up an hour from Tulsa on a farm. So my dad moved me in. I had furniture. I had food. Knocked on the door. And guess who it was? My destiny was there. Oh. <laughs> Mark was there. And so I needed to go back here. Yeah. And press through the questions and just follow after that peace mm-hmm. and that destiny that God has on your life. Yes. For sure. So yeah. that's how. That's how I actually met Mark. And it, it had to be that time. I yeah. had to be there that year. Right. So thank God for his I leading. Thank God. Amen. Yeah. And I think that's such a good uh, piece of advice is when you are really upset like that. Um, yeah. over something. And, and, you know, of course you would, you wouldn't yeah. be normal if you weren't upset. Right. <laughs> right. Your mom. Um, but there, there's a higher voice, the spirit of God. And if yeah. we just yes. keep on. I love Philippians chapter one. It's actually the yeah. one that says he that hath begun oh, a yeah. good it's work in you. And that's been my favorite scripture since I was a teenager. And I, if I can, I'll just read it to you out of the Amplified. Yeah, I have it right here. It says, and I am convinced and I am sure of this very thing that he who began a good work in you will continue until the day of Jesus Christ, developing that good work and perfecting and bringing it to full completion in you. And I've hung on to that so many times that, Lord, you're working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. You're working on the circumstances, but you're also working in me and you're perfecting affecting that call and that destiny that you have put in my life. I'm fully persuaded and I am convinced that he's able to keep that, which we've committed unto him against that day. And he yeah. is bringing it to pass. Amen. For sure. Amen. Yeah, amen. <laughs> That's uh, such a good, powerful scripture. Yes. I love that. Yes. Yeah. Amen. There's sometimes um, like, like you were describing, uh, where um, I think the the enemy comes in to try to get you off that course. And, oh, and yeah. Like you were saying, you know, because I know it's happened with mm-hmm. me, too. My, my yes. dad was killed by a drunk driver on the way home from church. In oh, oh, my. And oh, my. So it was quite a, a you know, 
a horrible thing for all of us. Of and course, he's of never course. even been in a car wreck his entire life. He was 50. So, oh. so strange because he was yeah, yeah. a safe driver, <laughs> always, oh. you know, saying things about that. But anyway, um, uh, you know, uh, again, the devil will come to you and say things like what you said, the word doesn't work or, you know, right. how come here he is in yeah. church, you know, right. and, just right. driving home. And, and so um, I think the enemy really can try to steal you away mm-hmm. from uh, the calling of God on your life. That's you right. That's right. Thoughts to continue and don't yeah. stand yeah. up and cast, you know, all that over on the Lord. Yeah. My mom was 51 when she died. So yeah, I mean, it's just, it's way too young. And just like your dad, she was a godly woman, you know, everybody in the community loved her. And it's just like these questions. And I do remember too, a a few years later, we had the opportunity to get to know uh, mom and dad Hagen on a personal level. And we were having dinner with them. And um, I asked him again, you know, some questions about my mom passing. And he said this, and it, so struck my spirit and I believe it's the same for you he said that was an attack obviously against your mom you know now that that was the devil that came to steal kill and destroy but he said it was also an attack against you and then I have I have a brother and I have a sister who are both in ministry today as well there's five of us three of us are full-time in uh, ministry but he said it was also an attack against you yeah. and your siblings to steal God's plan and destiny for their life. And I'm sure the same thing applies to you as well, Scarlett. That, that's mm-hmm. traumatic. And you could say, well, I'm not going to serve God. Thank God you didn't go that mm-hmm. route. Right. But that can happen in people's mm-hmm. lives. And so we need to realize that, that you know, of course, we live in a, a fallen world and mm-hmm. we don't know why these things happen other than it's the devil. Sure. But we're going to stay the course. Yes. And we, one thing we do know, and that's what God just kept telling me, I'm good. I'm a good God. I didn't do this. I'm a good God. And mm-hmm. so that's just, we need to cling to that. Yes. He's good. He's faithful. Hallelujah. His yeah. word is true. That's right. And he yeah. really does have a way of restoring. I mean, even though our, our yeah. parents are in heaven and we know, we know yeah. that. Um, yeah. But even on the things on the earth, he has a way of restoring our soul yeah. and yeah. healing yeah. and then uh, doing really special things. You know, there's been so many men in my life, uh, older men that um, have yeah. been such a father like figure, you know, yeah. to me. Yeah. And I think it's just God's way of saying, you know, yeah, I love you and you're Absolutely. not going to miss out on anything. You know? That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. He sends the right people and those divine yes. connections fills that void. It really that does. Void that, yes. Yeah. Thank God for that. Mm-hmm. Amen. Praise God. So, um, what uh, what are y'all's plans for uh, like the immediate future? Are you do you have plans for your business <laughs> research? You just well, you know, to be done in San Francisco. <laughs> oh, there is. There, there really is. And um, we're 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 doing good. We had to go through like so many people the rebuilding process after yeah. COVID. There's oh, still yeah. some folks that are electing to not even come to in-person services, but we're getting some new people, which is really wonderful, really awesome. And uh, 
you know, we're we're at this age that people ask a lot of times, are you guys going to retire? Mark is, I always say he's much older, but he's not much older. <laughs> he's 72 and I'm 68. Don't mind saying that. But we just do not have the retire in us. We're like <laughs> that. We're, we're refiring. We just, uh, you know, God has helped us. We just hired a, a young man that's on staff now. We've had, we have a great staff, but we just added a young man that's helping with our young adults and different things. And Beautiful. we feel like we're getting, we have a, a new wind in our sail, really, and momentum. And we're just, we're going to keep running our race. You know, God's been faithful and we're both strong and healthy we've gone through physical challenges but the key word is we're through them hallelujah yeah so we just as long as god gives us breath and strength we don't see stepping down you know your roles shift and they change and you delegate more things and all of that that that's certainly happening and i talked to uh lynette taken quite a bit and I know that they they're going through that as far as they're staying in their position and in their place she's delegated quite a bit of stuff now to her daughter Denise but they're a really good role model I think you know they're oh yeah they're just continuing to follow after that call of God and yeah Yeah. we we know there's much much more work to be done and we're going to stay in our place and run our race Praise God. I know. And we are going to finish it with joy. That's well, for that's sure. Right. <laughs> David and I were in uh, Tulsa last week, or his week before last time gets by. But anyway, yeah. it's a camp meeting. And yeah. uh, we heard Pastor Hagen minister uh, on the hand of God. And he preached like he was on fire. <laughs> I thought, oh, I love this, you know. Because yeah. in being in your 80s, you know, you think people are going to slow down. And yeah, wonderful. I think it's so powerful to see the strength and the the vigor and the just the uh yeah uh, anointing so strong uh yes. still on these mighty men and women of god beautiful thing yes yes and our church is like um uh, i believe like every church should be we're a generational church and it's not like you just turn everything over to the young generation we really we need each other we yeah. need the zeal and their passion but they need the wisdom and the stability also sure. that comes from years of experience you know at this point in life if we haven't learned anything that would be pretty sad i know we've got a lot, a lot more a lot more that we need to to learn but we're yeah. thankful for what god has that taught us and showed us and the abilities that he has given us thank god sure. yeah i think that uh you know it's so evident that god chose Really old people sometimes. That's tremendous things. Like Abraham, Abraham and Sarah. You know, so let's pick the oldest people we can find to have a baby. <laughs> but but it does inspire me. You know, not that's to right. Baby, but to uh, you to know. have a baby? No, not to have a baby. No. <laughs> <laughs> but to you know, go forth and do what yeah. we're called to do. And David and I feel the same way. Um, we feel like in some ways we're just getting started. Of course, we've only been married five years now, but we feel like you know, with ministry, we're just, like you said, kind of refiring. Exactly. Exactly. And doing, and so it's, uh, you know, we, we encourage, if anyone's listening, that maybe you think you're washed up, or you're too old, or maybe somebody, somebody's told yeah. you that, because that's true. Unfortunately, people are told that, but that um, is we true. encourage you to run, run the race that's set before that's you. That's right. 
And then if you're young, you know, Brenda, I was 21 when we started pastoring and everybody thought we were too young then, you know, you're either too young or you're too old. So yeah, just what you're called to do. Praise God. Absolutely. Amen. (laughs) Yeah. That that's got to be one of my other favorite scriptures is that, you know, I'm going to finish my course with joy Joy. and uh, not my course isn't going to finish me off. I'm going to finish my course (laughs) with joy and do exactly what he has asked us to do for sure. Amen. Praise God. Well, I appreciate you being on today and just speaking words of wisdom to all of us. And I encourage everybody to get your book, Making Most of Your Meltdowns. Yes. It's also, I believe you can get it on Amazon too, if that's easier for people to order it in the uh, yeah. Lynette Hagen actually designed that cover. She said we needed a blonde Lucille Ball because <laughs> there's a lot of fun. If you just want to laugh, I mean, there's real serious good word in there, but there's a lot of stories. <laughs> I have a lot of things happen to me. Lynette always teases me about the crazy things that happen to me, but God turns them around and hey, I'm real transparent. I'll share it with you. And <laughs> if it'll make you laugh or make you feel better, you know, about some of the dumb things you've done. Hey, exactly. that's all right. That's good. <laughs> exactly. We have to laugh, don't we? At our exactly. Oh, well, that was me. Yeah, I did it. <laughs> oh, my. Absolutely. Well, so good. I people to, and if people uh, that are listening are in the San Francisco Bay Area, Go visit yeah. part of the Bay Christian Center. You'll be blessed yeah. there. We're actually in Hayward. And the reason we named our church Heart of the Bay is Hayward is like centrally located in the oh. Bay Area. It's real easy to get here from anywhere in the oh, Bay Area. Yeah. So we'd love to have you visit. Yes. God bless you, Brenda. And tell Mark we said hello. Too. Will do. <laughs> All righty. Thank you. Thank you. Well, praise God. Remember that to get her book and if you are out there in San Francisco to visit their church or if you're a resident out there, make that your church home. You can't, you know, you you can't put enough value on having a a good local church with pastors that have hearts like Mark and Brenda who absolutely have a passion for the Lord and really want to reach out to people and share what Jesus can do for, for you. So. I encourage you to hook up there if you're out there in California. Praise God. Well, I, I want to, uh, again, invite you to, um, if, if you've listened to this podcast, it's meant something to you and it's helped you in any way. Call a friend, tell them to listen to it and um, help others be encouraged as well. And until next time, God bless you. We love you. Be empowered today by the Holy Spirit in Jesus name. Thank you again for joining us. And I just want to let you know that these Women of Substance podcasts are the first and third Fridays of every month. So we do two a month just to encourage and empower you and inspire you. Tell other people about them when you listen to them and it means something to you. Let some other people know about it because we really want to get the word into women's hearts that they are significant, they're important to God, and they can do what he's called them to do. If you would like to donate to Women of Substance podcast, uh, we appreciate your support because it does cost finances to get these done. And we uh, appreciate any support. Uh, We've had probably about 30,000 listeners 
And uh, it's just so exciting to hear people tell me, Scarlett, I, I heard this interview or I heard your teaching on this and it really helped me. It, it brought me to a place of faith when I was struggling or, you know, a situation that um, it, it got me through that situation. So um, if you would like to contribute also, you can do that by going to scarlethorton.com. Also, if you need prayer, uh, we would love for you to write prayer requests. We love to pray and we'd love to pray for any needs that you have at office at scarlethorton.com. Also contact us. We have a Grace and Faith magazine that we put out usually once a quarter and it gives information about Horton Ministries. My husband, David Horton, and I travel overseas a lot. We give reports of where we've been and the many people that have gotten saved and filled with the Holy Ghost, the miracles that God does. And I know that you would love to read that magazine as well. So let us know if you'd like it. And then we want to invite you, if you're in the Tampa Bay area on vacation, or maybe you live down here and you didn't know that there is a Word of Faith Grace Church called Grace Harvest Church, and it's in holiday and uh, we would love to have you come. We have services uh, Sunday morning at 10 and Wednesday night at 7. So I know that you would love our church. Then also on our website, we have a lot of faith building resources. David has written some books and I've written a book and a workbook. And then we have some new books coming out very soon. So uh, these resources would help you. And they're uh, scarlethorton.com and you can go on and see those if you would like to purchase those. And then if you would like to book us for an event, any kind of conventions or conferences, we love to minister and travel and preach as well. So uh, we'd love to do that. Again, if you need prayer, don't hesitate. We know God hears and answers prayer. God bless you.